So I installed Manjaro Budgie again on this laptop. Yeah. Um, and Saif, who's our who's our new guy, uh, he's installing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing oh, okay. a demo or something like that. Hopefully not on the same machine he's recording on. Uh, that could be disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know if he cuts out. Yeah, uh, and, I'm casting from the live image. <laughs> so, well, quite really. exciting. Uh, no, no, uh, living, li living on the bleeding edge. Uh, and, <laughs> right. Roll and release. You just told us like a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, you So you've been playing around with Manjaro for a couple weeks now? Yeah. All right, and you're and you're running it on har on like a desktop or a laptop or something? No, no, no. No, I went with virtual. Uh, virtual. Yeah, I was okay. gonna do it on the uh, desktop, but um, rather than go through all that pain, I figured, what the hell? I've got the ISO. Just load it up on a virtual and see see what's up. Yeah, see, I cheated a little bit because I was using Manjaro for most of uh, August, so oh, I, yeah. I actually. Uh, Stopped using it for quite a while, and then went to Antergos, which I found yeah. out runs better on my main machine than Manjaro for some stupid reason. Because yeah. they're both Arch, they're both Arch, right? So um, I suppose we should talk about what Manjaro is. It's a it's an Arch based distribution of Linux, which means it's not Ubuntu. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, it's uh, so it's another distribution, kind of like what Fedora would be or OpenSUSE, something that. Um, has its own package manager, which is really the what I found when I first loaded up Manjaro. Man. I was confused because I was trying to, you know, I was like, apt get chromium, apt get chromium. I was like, apt get's not there. I was like, whatever the hell's apt get, right? Um, <laughs> and then I remembered, well, not everything's Ubuntu, Matt. You're dumbass. Um, so, um, I, so today I want to talk a little bit about the package manager, which is um, Pac-Man, um, but they also have. Uh, Pack AUR, which is what we'll go through and uh, get packages from the AUR, which is awesome. Having yeah, they have the CLI the one, and then they have two graphic graphical interface yeah. ones. Um, and then there's Yaourt, which is um, uh, also on Fedora. I think Yaourt's also on Fedora. I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, I, I haven't really played much around with Yaourt, but I've been dealing with Pack uh, pack AUR, which is awesome. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, Yort is is like a package for, uh, specifically for Arc to be able to improve the Pacman. So it's specifically mm -hmm. to Arc Linux, and this allows you to have some sort of better control and more colorful uh, looks in the CLI uh, shell for using uh, the Pacman package manager. But also, mm -hmm. it has like direct connection to the AUR. So that means you can download like a community repositories and packages directly using your your uh, without any other middleware. But it's also from command line. So, uh, mm. but yeah. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the the, the package manager situation thing because, like I said, I've real I've come to realize that I don't like Ubuntu anymore because of the AUR. Maybe it's just me that has a problem with going to Google finding a specific PPA. Um, whereas kind of the, the AUR is kind of everything's like right there, especially even if you just use the graphical interface, um, just have a search the AUR on Manjaro, which you see the difference between uh, Antergos and Manjaro, it, other than the few tweaks that Manjaro does on over Arch Linux, is that 
um, you set up the AUR support and the installer on uh, Antergos, whereas in Manjaro, you have to actually go into the graphical universe, uh, the GUI on the package manager <laughs> um, and select the AUR after putting in your uh, pseudo password. So it's a little bit different. Um, so, and, th and then we should talk a little bit about Budgie because Budgie is actually a desktop interface from our desktop environment from Solus. Um, and they just went to version 10.4, which Manjaro has the availability to use 10.4 if you do the updates. Um, and it's quite a bit different. Um, but like an Antigos is still on 10.3. So I've kind of been using both. Um, so we should talk about a little bit about that. So let's start with uh, the installer the installing process experience. Um, wh what did you guys think about uh, installing Manjaro? Weird. It was very weird. Um, Wait, why do you say that, Ricky? It was, okay, it was easier than when I installed Ubuntu and Kali, um, but I'm trying to figure out if that's, what, if that's because I was so much more of a noob than I am now. The interface is nice, um, but like it didn't. I don't know if that was a if if it was a limitation of doing it in a virtual machine rather than like on my hardware. But it wouldn't recognize my mouse, so I had to use my keyboard to do everything, and everything was really weird. Like it didn't just have a straight. Like when you do Ubuntu, you get you know two options run it as a live disk so it's running off the usb or install on your hard drive really easy to understand this thing had like there's nothing that said like install it just had like i just happened to think okay i went through the options and then i'm like okay i think it said like boot something another or whatever and then i went to that and it booted from the USB or the ISO image, I guess, and then it offered me the option to install. So that was like really weird. Um, but then even when I did the install, so I put in the information, it's doing the install, and then I looked away for a little while, and when I came back, like it was at the login screen, but it was logged in as Manjaro. So I'm like putting in the password it asked me for didn't like that put in the password for the admin account that it asked me for didn't like that so i had to go and search online and then the default password is just username manjaro uh password manjaro and then yeah, that's I when i figured too. out yeah that the login was actually from the installer so once i did that it allowed me it said you know installation is done do a reboot or whatever mm -hmm. so it was just like little tiny things that are like really kind of um misleading like for a newbie um but i mean overall the graphical interface and everything is is pretty nice it's more like um it's like halfway between linux and like what you would expect from like a windows installation all right, so Saif, what did you uh, think about? The, you're installing this now for the second time, so did you have any uh, problems with uh, installing? Um, well, no, I didn't face any problem. I mean, I actually tried, I installed it three times, 
One uh, was using the community, uh, sorry, the architect uh, setup installation, which is a command line installation where you need to provide the Manjaro user and admin, like uh, Ricky just said, and do some sort of a more manual expert installation. That's, that's something cool they provided that way because uh, the, the true thing about the Arc is that you set up your, uh, your SO the way you want it. And Manjaro uh, has this architect installation, which is some sort of a middleware between something customized and, and something user-end. So I went through that, and it was not for the noob, that's for sure. There was lots of decisions to make, and uh, how, how did you want to boot, where do you do API, MBR, where do you want to set up swap, how much, and source, I mean, sign of things. And then I tried the GUI installation uh, from Buji. So the first time I did it, I used a laptop, uh, VirtualBox, and just set it to work with one gig of RAM. And for that amount of RAM, yes, it struggled a lot. So it's not a lightweight distribution either. Um, I mean, the installation is slow because, well, I didn't have an SSD there. But then I also tried it with an SSD, and it, take, it takes some time. It takes a little bit more than the average installation time that any other operative system does. But the Budgie UI interface is clean. I mean, it's kind of straightforward. You choose whether you want to uh, use the same password for root and the same one for admin. And then, well, you, you get, after you, you finish, it, it just asks you to update. You have kernel updates, and you have the Manjaro good things about the hardware detection. And even Steam comes installed. So, uh, but, so the installation, yes, I mean, it's not the, that very for newbies, but the GUI interface, it was clear, at least for me. Um, so that that's was my experience. Yeah, so I didn't have so I've installed this probably twelve times uh, in the last two months because I've been between my two or three computers here. I've <laughs> I've been going back and forth between distributions <laughs> like a madman. I mean, I, I've tried pretty much everything underneath the sun, at least in in terms of main distros. Um, for no parent is growing uh, well, Linux I, beard. <laughs> yeah, so Ricky, you know me, man. When we were running a technology website, I switched that theme like daily sometimes because I couldn't. I, I love change just so damn much, um, and there was a reason why we weren't successful. And I'm doing the exact same thing with Linux because I love change. I just, you know, I always want to try something new. So, oh, I find a new, new distribution, wipe the hard drive clean, install it, hate it for about thirty seconds, install Manjaro or Antigas again, go to Ubuntu. I mean, I did it. I did. I installed Linux three times just yesterday. Um, I, 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 I went. I had Manjaro Budgie on it first. That's where it started, and then I did. I went to uh, Manjaro Mate, which um, I wanted to try because you know, like everybody's on YouTube is like, "Oh, Mate is you know awesome," and um, yeah, I hated it. Um, used it for about half an hour. I was like, "Oh, this sucks." I went back to Ubuntu. Or not Ubuntu, but a Manjaro Budgie, and then I then I downloaded uh, the new Solace, which is Solace three, and I installed that, and that doesn't like touch screens anymore. Um, so I went back, to, and then this morning I installed Manjaro Budgies, and that's where I'm now on this laptop again. I mean, the poor SSD is going to hate me. Um, it's a good thing that it's on a mechanical drive because the thing would have been dead by now. Um, <laughs> but would you ever go back to Ubuntu? Uh, 
I think we'll talk about that when we talk about package managers because my, my answer to that is mm. no. Um, okay. and, and, and it, but it has nothing to do with installer. So uh, mm. from an install experience, man, jar, um, I, I had no problems at all any time uh, except for one time uh, where it w for some reason wouldn't format and reinstall the partitions on the hard drive. I'm not sure what was going on there. I don't know whether or not the, the USB key was funky or not. I'm not sure. Um, but that was just one time, and I'm, I think it was more of a fluke. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I had no confused. Like, it, you know, it, you know, boot from the USB key, you're automatically in the live, uh, you know, in the, on, on the live um, image, and you can just mm -hmm. use it, right? I mean, unlike where Ubuntu S tells you, you do live or install, you're just automatically in the live version of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have to, if you want to install, you hit the button in the, the welcome screen. And then you just it just walks you through it. I, I found it very simple. Um, it's a little uh, I, for comparing it to Andragos, which is its I guess it's a, a cousin or something. I mean, because they're both like I said, both Arch. Um, but I like the install experience on Andragos better because it gives you more options. So like, um, Andragos has one ISO. Um, to choose from that's all they have and then while they're while you're in the install experience you can choose from six different DEs. um you know so you you don't have to say you want to run antergos gnome uh you choose it from the installer you don't have to install you don't have to download that specific iso um and it also gives you the option to choose what it, uh hard, software you want installed so you can choose uh, whether or not you want Chromium or Firefox, you don't have to or, or both. Um, you, you can choose if you want LibreOffice and so good. on. Like whereas, but Manjaro is more just you know whatever's on the ISO, that's what you're getting, right? So you have to download specific specific ISO. So comparing those two now, what Saif was saying, he tried the. You said you tried the the CLI version of the installer. Yes, yes, I did the architects the top. Yeah. So that's more that's more of an arch like experience, right? Because if you wanted to insult just straight up arch, you know, not going the Antigos or the Manjaro route, that's all going from the you know just text based. Uh, right. It, it's right. it's it's not text based. It's like not arc. I mean, I've installed arc a couple of times ago in the past few years. <coughs> it's uh, you can following the user guide in arc, you can do it, but. Uh, yes, you need to have more understanding because they won't explain things if you don't read it by yourself. The good thing about the architect installing Manjaro is something in between that, so it's more like a guided wizard. So mm -hmm. it's not like command shell where you need to write down your own commands, but it's more like a keyboard uh, interface oriented installation with a wizard. So it's quite far from Arc, but it follows like the same uh, structure in the installation. Like, okay, start with the time zone, uh, you're your keyboard language, uh, what are the repos you want to use, what are the mirrors you want to use for Pac-Man, uh, set up your clock, hardware, or, or, or digital logical clock, um, so you on get a so lot forth. more. You get, a lot more inf you, get, you get a lot more choice, it sounds like, through that option than you do through the GUI, right? Yes, yes. You can even choose different file systems like BTRFS, uh, XFS, whether to use LLVM, and other like for formatting. Uh, mm. like uh, configurations you want to choose. So, yes, you, you have to understand something, but it's it's still f better. I mean, not better, but far away from the original Arc installation where you boot in into 
command line and you you're on your own right so this is more guided setup yeah. and it's a cool thing yeah, yeah the reason i ask is because like i've got ubuntu on my laptop right and it's all set up i mean i've had it since last year so i've got all my like programs set up and so i'm just trying to think of you know your users out there and there's so many distros and it's like if i use it and i like it okay sure but then you got to think so that means i gotta take my data off i gotta you know, format installed, and I got to put back all the programs that I have. You know what I mean? Like with Windows, there's just one Windows. Is a new version, you do an update, all your programs are there. Same with Mac, right? Like with that, it would it would be nice if, say, you wanted to switch from Ubuntu to uh, Manjaro, and you could do it, and I mean, it's obviously way more complicated, it would never happen, but you know what I mean? Like if I've already installed, you know, IRC clients, I have, um, you know, like uh, encryption programs, Telegram, you know what I mean? Like I don't wanna go and do all that over again, so maybe that's a detractor for me. Yeah, you're never going to be a distro hopper, Ricky, if you hate installing stuff. <laughs> uh, Starting from scratch. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Even in Windows and Mac, like, when I set it up, I set it up, like, how I like it. Like, it has, it's maxed out with all the settings, but that's it, right? Like, if I get a new version and I have to start from scratch, it's a pain in the ass. You see what right? Linux needs... All right, so there's a website. I'm not sure what it's called. Like, so in, you inst you install your window your your Windows install Windows 10 or Windows 8 or whatever, um, and then you go to this website. You pick a whole bunch of software that you want, and then you just hit one download button, and it downloads every single thing you want and installs yeah. it for you. Linux really wasn't, needs that. Wasn't there a version of Linux that was like that? I swear, I remember a version where you install and you would have like a whole bunch you could check off like a whole bunch of software that you want to install and it will go through and download it for you. Yeah, I've never heard that one. I think what they need is they need one installer and abstract the Linux away from the, like have two layers where one is like, I mean, obviously it would be really hard, but just in dreaming it up, right? Like, so you'd have one installer, you would go in and say, you want Ubuntu, right? You would have like a list of Ubuntu, you know, sushi, whatever. You check the one you want and then you check all the programs. But then after it installs, the Linux is abstracted from your programs. So if you want to switch to a different one, like say you want to switch to Manjaro, you would go in and just click it and it would sort of be like how you have a, like a launcher, right? Like you have GNOME or you have KDE, like you can switch between them, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking that kind of thing. Um, obviously like it, it's impossible, right but, huh? <laughs> you need I to, just you like, need I like my programs. <laughs> I hate and you don't want to switch. You're very, uh... <laughs> Is that, it, you're right. It's never going to happen because um, Linux people like their choices, and the, the different distributions are sort of different. So this kind of we can kind of start talking about uh, the next big thing, which is package managers, right? And then we'll finish up with Budgie. Um, so Manjaro and 
arc or arch, however you want to say it, um, uses uh, Pac-Man, which is the pa package manager, in contrast to what like Ubuntu uses, which is apt-get. Um, so um, when I first started using Manjaro, when we first started talking about doing this review, I was very apprehensive um, after I learned that it used a different package manager because like, like I know how to use apt-get. Um, I, like I know it's like instinctive use of, you know, opening terminal, sudo, apt, get, install, you know, whatever. Um, whereas, you know, I had no experience whatsoever with Pac-Man at all when I installed Manjaro for the first time. Um, so th thank God for the man command, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so it was like man, Pac-Man, and then, you know, it was, it was just a process of learning. And once, once I got into the experience of using Pac-Man and discovered the AUR um, after turning it on, um, I, I discovered I really, really like the way Arc and Manjaro and Antergos does it. Um, and, and the reason why is because, I mean, once you, once you turn on the AUR, everything is there. I mean, literally pretty much every piece of Linux software you can imagine is either within the Arc repositories or within the AUR. Uh, the, the the user repositories, um, and you don't have to worry about going to Google Chrome, finding a specific PPA, uh, you know, on Google or something on a, you know some shady website that you're not sure exactly is right, or an old PPA, or you know, uh, you know, you know, because you're, you're not quite sure it's there. I mean, there's no one place. I I understand that um that they're trying to do that with some of the different kind of packages like Snap and um, What's the other one? What starts with an F? Flat pack. Yeah, so that's like a new one coming. Right. So, the, so the, they're trying to get a place where they're kind of all congealed together, but whereas PPAs are kind of all over the damn place, right? So, uh, you have to really have to. Have, there's no place where you can just go find a list of every thing you want. You have to. I'm going to install Google Chrome, so I have to go to Google, download either down the the, the dev package or figure out, you know how to do that off of Ubuntu. Um, whereas in, in Arch, it's just, you know, you go to the, the GUI if you want it. You're not going to use the uh, terminal for the, you know, the CLI for the first bit. You, first bit, and you type in Chrome, and Chrome comes up in the AUR. You click the little button, click apply, and it, you know, enter your password, and it installs. Um, same thing with, um, like, Terminator or Franz or the Google Music Player or Plex Media Server or... Um, Albert, anything that I use, it's all exactly right there in one place. Um, and it, I mean, it just, it's literally awesome. I'm, I'm having a love affair with the AUR. It's um, kind of pathetic. Um, I'm in love with a piece of software. So, so. Uh, how are you installing AUR uh, packages? Are you like downloading the tar files and running make package or are you using some GUI from Manjaro? No, so like if, if you, um, so they have, you can do two different ways. All right, at least from the experience that I have so far, you can open up the the GUI software, add remove programs in Manjaro, um, and then you have to get into the preferences and, and enable AUR. Um, and once that's done, you only have to do that once, and then you just okay. search for something, hit the button apply, and it's installed. Or you can go to the command line, hit Pacman dash capital S, and then Pac AUR. Um, and that will that will enable you to use PAC AUR. 
and then you just go pack AUR dash S and then the package that you want to install right. and it installs. I mean, it's yeah. literally as simple as that. And the, the only downside is so like, especially if you're going to use the CLI, uh, you, you, it's not going to be for very good for new users um, because you have to know the exact package ma- package name. So um, you can't just say, uh, I mean, at least like it's easy for like Chromium and Firefox and Evolution um, because those are the package names. So like Chromium is the package name, unless you want to like to use unless you want to like use the Git version, um, and then you'd have to know the Git package name. But there's something like, like if you wanted to install Telegram, for instance, it's the Telegram is Telegram Desktop Bin, um, which is the package. So if you're using the CLI, but the the GUI has all that information there. You just search for for Telegram. It sort sorts it by priority. So basically, the the not priority but popularity, and the the um, top pri- popularity one is usually the one that you want. Um, now I understand how they could go wrong. You know, if if you're really really new to Linux, you just install something you have no idea what it is. So they get unlike like um, Ubuntu with the with the GNOME Software Center, which they use now. There's no like uh, it doesn't give you a screenshot or a very good description of what you're installing. It doesn't give you the ability to like review or anything like that. It's nothing that complicated. It's just you know um, it has a couple links, so you could go to to view the the GitHub page or the on the Arc um, yeah. community, so it's a little bit different. Um, I really like it. So, what what, what was your guys's um, experience with the package manager on Manjaro? Okay, I can. Okay. Um, go ahead, Ricky. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'm. I won't be long, anyways. Um, for me, I mean, the thing with the package managers for me is that it's really hard because the fact that I work in Windows and Mac every day means I'm in the GUI interface. And then you see the thing when I'm in um, the CLI. But even with uh, Ubuntu, everything is getting so, like there's so many GUI alternate versions or whatever. Um, And even in Manjaro, I find myself just using that because I use GUI all day and I, I don't like it. I like, because with the CLI, then I have to learn the commands. But like Matt said, the thing I don't like, um, and I had it happen before, was like if I search on a form or something and I see a name of the software and I do app get search, app get installed and it'll say that name or you know what I mean like I wish they had some way that they had like a main thing you could go to and search through um, you know I mean which they kind of do in the GUI interface because you can search and it'll come up but like I said I, I would prefer to use the the command line instead just that's just because how I am I like that um, like Matt likes to try new things every day <laughs> you use the command line because I'm I'm sort of newish to it so I, it intrigues me um, but I do find using the GUI is a lot easier and of course as a person you know, easier thing I experience 
Yeah, Rick, yeah. we only got about one every three words out of that, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're breaking up. Something about Pac-Man and packages, and <laughs> I'm being yeah, happy. We, yeah, yeah we, we, we think we got that you uh, you, you use the, uh, the, the GUI reluctantly because you'd rather use the, the CLI. CLI, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, your inter- your somebody's internet was going crazy. All right, so, say what? What about oh, you? Yeah. What do you think okay. about the the Pac Man? Okay, so I, I have like tried to have a broader view on the topic, right? Because Ricky was saying, okay, the thing about Linux is they don't have a, something unified or some sort of a wizard where you can switch. And the thing about Linux, if you think about it, is that there's, I mean, there's more separation in Linux than in Windows, right? I mean, or in Mac or whatever, because people in Linux, Linux is just made of different modules and components that are very strip apart and they have their own philosophies. And what distros do is put that together. And when putting that together, there's lots of decision making into where to put things, how to control things, what to let the user or not let the user do. And that's where the, the package managers also come in a important role. So the philosophy is very important. If you think about Fedora, Fedora is very free-oriented distro. They don't want commercial stuff in there. They want, they don't want to have external, I mean, they, they allow external repositories, but it's like your problem. We are not going to help you there. Uh, where in Arc Linux, you have the official repos you, where you access with Pac-Man, and if you want to do AUR, uh, our is completely supported by the community, so that has a big trade-off, right? Because maybe some package, the maintainer did not have time to keep it maintained, and if no one jumped in, maybe the package is marked as outdated, and things might happen there because it's all on, on, on the users. Where the trade-off and things like external repos, like Debian, where you add your own certificate to external deep, uh uh, repo to download the package is that you're basically telling the owner of the package, whoever created it, like Chrome or, or SBT or Scala or whatever program you're trying to install, it's a problem of the maintainer. So uh, in our instead, you have the maintainer's problem where the owners of the package are the actually owners of them, and then you have the user who is the one that actually puts up that hour in the package in the hour and uh, it has a longer process, if you get what I mean. So there is a risk involved in that to be, I mean, one needs to, to know and be like conscious that uh, there is longer process between the creator of the package and the user community putting in our, and then yourself in your own setup of your PC and trying to get it done, what happens if you screw up with something. So there's a little bit of trade-off, and the good thing about Manjaro also is that it improves that because it gives you a GUI uh, pre-installed and also they help a lot with the hardware detection with their MHWD program where they detect your hardware and help you install the drivers. Uh, so they help you a lot in there and the community is great. They have also posted a package request in the forums of Manjaro once to ask for a package that wasn't in the OWR because the original package was only in Deb and RPM. And they helped there put it together, make it make sure it worked for me. But it's all on the user, so that that's the note the note I make, and that's that means it depends on what how you use your PC. So if you rely a lot of on commercial packages or or on non on, on proprietary drivers, uh, you will have a longer process here than in Debian, where uh, Debian Ubuntu, where the package creators make the standard way 
thinking that the user is going to use Debian or Ubuntu. So uh, there's a risk involved, and but nonetheless, I think that Manjaro is, is doing a great thing there, uh, helping the user more with accessing the Yaur and Pacman. So that's a little yeah. bit of on my view. Yeah, I agree. One thing that uh, Pacman or uh, Manjaro does way better than like just standard Arch or, or Android Ghost, which is what I was using is driver management because you mentioned drivers like there's in manjaro there's an actual like manjaro software something or the other where it actually you can go through and it will search for you know drivers for your graphics card or your wi-fi card or whatever um whereas that's not the case in antergos because antergos just just don't will only download the drivers through uh the repositories um and then it's up to you to go through and install them and configure them on your own, um, and it's a lot. It's, it's not as easy as doing it through the GUI on Manjaro. Um, yeah. So, um, real quick, I guys, have, I have problems on on, on Terragas with NVIDIA video card. I have a 1060 GTX, and booting an Antergos uh, on my PC, like physical PC, not a virtual box. Uh, the problems appeared, right? Right, like the the. The boot manager did not how to handle my video card, so the standard installation would, did not work. They include an NVIDIA fallback uh, launcher on the boot manager. That helped a little bit, but the, I don't know, the fonts were huge. The resolution was not set properly, and uh, that's a sign, right? Like how, how, how a distribution manages proprietary drivers and installation. Yeah. So one thing yeah, I have... even on even on my laptop. Go ahead, Ricky. Thinking... Sorry. He is going. He just can't hear. Like just talking with you guys. I'm thinking right now that this weekend to take off on my. Laptop. I don't know what's going on with. You must have something running in the background, Ricky, because your internet's not working very well. You that or it's mine. Say so you can hear me perfectly, right? Oh, yes, I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm also losing Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky yeah. must be having right. some. I mean, it's Canada. Okay, I mean, it's, me, like uh... the, it's like the ass end of Canada. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to have internet up in there. I mean, it's all snowy, and they got their snowshoes. Yeah, um, finally, it's not good. There's lots of cold wind. When this <laughs> yeah. starts, the sign. <laughs> I mean, man, you live in Brazil. It's like, do you even, have you ever even seen snow? <laughs> no, not yeah. down here. Right. You guys got those vol- you got volleyball and and football and like like real world football, not the crappy shit we Americans have. Um, so, anyways, I don't, Ricky's gonna yeah. try to sign off and, and join us, but we should continue on. Um, let, let's um. Let's talk about Budgie real quick, and then we'll have to get going. Um, I really enjoyed the, the desktop environment of Budgie. For, um, it, Hello? For me, can we, we can hear you, Ricky. Are you a little bit better? Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, yes, we can hear you now. We'll see if, we'll see if it sticks around. So we're going to talk about Budgie for, for five minutes, and then we'll try to wrap well, it up. Uh, Ricky? Yeah. No, I was just – since you talking with you guys, I'm thinking – uh, with my laptop this weekend, I think I'm gonna grab all the data off, make a list of my programs, and then I'm gonna reload it with the newest. I don't know either Ubuntu or Manjaro, because I still have driver issues from when I installed it last year. 
right? So that goes along with the drivers that you guys were talking about, right? Like I can't use my touchpad. I have to use a mouse. Um, the touch screen will accept input, but only sometime. Yeah, see, I haven't had any touch screen or, or touchpad issues on Intro at all. Um, but granted, yeah. for, despite how many times I've been switching distros, I, I've been remarkably lucky with the hardware. I mean, um, it seems to um, work fairly well for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just awesome like that. I don't know. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, no, you're actually a lucky actually because it depends on the hardware. And the how the hardware like uh, owners distribute their drivers. So, for example, on my laptop, I have a Broadcom brand of a Wi-Fi Ethernet, and that one is a pain in the ass. Usually, it's not <laughs> supported in any distro by default. Uh, Ubuntu does it well. Mint does it well, uh, but with anything else, uh, I I had to go through. I mean, for Manjaro and Arc, there is a setup guide, but you do. You have to go do it on your own, connect your laptop to a cable, and then set it up with the kernel key DMS and build tools and compile the driver for your broadcast. So you can have a hard time if you have the wrong hardware at the wrong time. <laughs> also, it happens if you have very new hardware, right? So usually driver owners are going to provide it for these standard distributions if they are even reaching Linux. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's the risk here. Uh, but yeah, I yeah, had something. I think that's what happened with my laptop because it's got newer hardware. So See, my, my, my laptop's brand new, and I haven't had any problems. With, so like I said, it's just really weird. Um, so then I have a. Like, <laughs> no, you can't have it. It's mine. Get your hands off, you <laughs> asshole. Um, uh, so I have. Uh, so my desktop is ten years old at least. Um, it has a little bit newer of a graphics card, but even the graphics card is a few years old. So um, I've had absolutely no hardware problems on that at all. And it's really weird because I don't use proprietary drivers on that for the NVIDIA card. I use the, the open box stuff. Um, yeah, right Nouveau. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot so, going on uh, there right now <laughs> with the drivers yeah, and all right, this so thing. We're running out of time. So real quickly, in just a couple of sentences, uh, what do you guys think of Budgie? Because Budgie is like the, the new kid on the block in terms of uh, environments. It's only been around for a couple of years. Um, what do you guys think about it real quick? Ricky, go. Uh, I like the interface. It looks nice. Um, and I may actually get rid of Ubuntu this weekend and install Manjaro. I'll let you guys know on the next show. They do have an, uh, an Ubuntu budgie, um, just to let you know. They do, they do yeah. have yeah. it. Um, all right, uh, Saif, what do you think of budgie real quick? I think it's a great dark kind of desktop environment for people who like dark backgrounds like I do. <laughs> so it, it's pretty clean out of the box. It's very organized. Uh, it looks like, I mean, it has some similarities with Cinnamon. Uh, I find it uh, like similar. It's, it's a little bit uh, lightweight, more lightweight than Cinnamon. It has a fewer things, but it's more... Uh, clean out of the box. One thing I didn't like is the panel to the right. Usually I would just want, for example, to open the calendar. And here in Budgie, you have this right panel where you see out everything there, the notification tab. And for small screens like my laptop, it's using quite a lot of space. So usually I just want to see this short, small calendar in the top. And here, if you click on this uh, right panel, you have not only the calendar, but it opens the right side panel with 
uh, the pulse audio configuration, the volume, uh, you have the notifications area, and uh, like it, it depends. It's on, on a little bit on taste, but it's uh, for my taste, it's a quite like big and space consuming to just see the calendar. I have the, to the open thing, the yeah. entire site. Yeah. The thing about that is that um, you're right. In order to see any calendars, you have to use the Raven. Um, but more than that, prior to, to Budgie 10.4, you had to use uh, that notification if you wanted to change like themes or icons or whatever, unless you wanted to install the GNOME Tweak tool, which also works. Um, but you, like all your uh, appearance settings are in the, the little icon up at the top. Uh, for the settings, they can, it also allows you to change the panel at the top of the bottom of the size of the panel. Um, whereas in post 10.4, they've taken that out and uh, into a more of a GNOME tweak tool style budgie tweaks kind of GUI. Um, so it's kind of pulling a little bit of that, but still, you're right. Um, the, the calendar thing really annoys because um, you really. Like you want to view a calendar, you have to hit that instead of hitting the time, which is what you do on like KDE or, or GNOME. You hit the time and then it pops up a calendar, right? This is the Raven menu. Um, so yeah. for me... But it's it's quite lightweight on memory. I mean, if you take yeah. a look at the free memory and startup, it takes about 500 megabytes, which is kind of half of GNOME um, and, well, twice than XFCE. So it depends on the user case and the resources you have. It's but this is a middle of, point. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things is, is, is that's exactly what it is for me. It was right in the middle. It's, um, I found it, it's more customizable than GNOME, but not as customizable as KDE. But it's, it, it also uses a lot less um, you know, resources yeah. than KDE. But, you know, it's kind of like everything's kind of like right in the middle. What, what really surprised me most is that I, you know, I moved from Windows to Linux to get away from, you know, the standard uh, Windows look. And then I chose Budgie, which if, if you set it up the way I have it set up, looks almost exactly like Windows. Um, that's like, it's really, <laughs> like, it's like, I went from Windows to get away from Windows and I'm still using basically something that looks exactly like Windows. It's terrible. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I really like Budgie. Like, I'm not a fan like uh, of the Brave Mini, like you say, um, it's not, it, it, it seems like I, it's a it's a step too far that I have to go to get to certain things like the calendar or pre ten point three to get to the the settings for the appearance and it's just it seems like it's out of the way and it's too far to go. It's like you have to reach for it. Um, it's not it's not as intuitive as some of the other things. Just the Raven menu. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do there. I mean, it's kind of the notification center for Mac OS. Um, but anyways, all right, so. That is our thoughts really briefly on Antara. So we need to, uh, Ricky, do you have a pick of the week? No. No, okay. Uh, Saif, do you have a pick of the week? Well, regarding distros? Uh, <laughs> it be like an app or something. All right. Oh, yeah. I will I say my pick of the week. You, you do have one. Okay, good. I, I will go first and you can, you can hear, yeah. how, how, hear how we do it. Um, so my pick of the week is France. It's... Um, when, when you're friends and colleagues with people who are assholes and can't all use the same messaging <laughs> service, um, Saif, <laughs> uh, I'm the one. Yes, um, asshole uses WhatsApp, and I hate WhatsApp uh, with a passion. R uh, Ricky and I use Telegram, 
Um, and then Vince and I use fucking iMessage. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you can't all fucking just use the same goddamn um, messaging service. It drives me nuts. Anyway, friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot you knew I'm an asshole. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, I, should, I should say things like that um, when there's, you know, I'm Ricky, you got virgin ears. I shouldn't say things like that. Anyways, um, friends are basically. <laughs> A desktop um, application where you can put all of your messaging services together. It's all in one thing. Um, so I have, you know, WhatsApp. I have um, uh, Telegram. I have Skype. I have TweetDeck all in one place. Um, now, you can't send one message and have it go through multiple messaging services. That would be awesome. But it still prevents you from having to install nine different apps on your desktop. Now, unfortunately, I still have to do it on the phone. Um, because France isn't on like the mobile, but on the desktop it works really well, and obviously it's free and open source. So, um, say, what is your pick of the week, real quick? Oh, my pick of the week is Vivaldi, which is a browser that's incredibly customizable for the power user of browsing. You have tons of configurations from theme to appearance to uh, shortcuts, and uh, even more hardcore configuration. Uh, where you can set up the way you want to render your browsing pages and manage your history. So that's my pick of the week. I recently discovered it. I did not know it earlier in time, but it's a super powerful browser. And it's it's the most con configurable browser I ever uh, met. So the good thing is also it's a little bit lightweight on resources. It's even more lightweight than Firefox. I mean, Firefox is not winning the the best lightweight browser uh, <laughs> ranking right now. It's quite, using quite a amount of RAM, but Vivaldi is a good uh, middle point between open sources like Chromium or Iron and, and Firefox. And so I would give it a shot. It has a good dark theme. It it it, it plays very well with any dark-based desktop environment. So that's my pick. I haven't used it since it first came out, so I'm going to have to give it another try. Okay, so um, that is it for us this time. We will be back in two weeks this time with a uh, more broader topic. I'm not sure quite what it's going to be yet, um, but we'll talk about something a little bit broader. It won't be another distro review for another month. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Email at the linuxcast.com is the email address. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at MTWB. Ricky's Ricky underscore Williams one. And Saif is, what the hell are you, man? You're Jensen Vars. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's kind of nickname. Yeah, all right, so he is J-E-A-N-S-E-N-V-A-A-R-S. <laughs> Super hard. Yeah. yeah, I might make a new one. G-V <laughs> no, or no, something no, no, like no. that later no, on. Keep it if you want, but don't, don't <laughs> let me make you change your, change your stuff. Here. Fine. Uh, right, if you want to get caught, and uh, the, the Linux cast is the Linux cast on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Linux cast. Um, we're not on Mastodon, like, or actually, I'm on Mastodon, but the cast isn't. So you can follow me at MTWB on Mastodon. I haven't done shit on that social network, um, but I'm there because that's where Linux people are supposed to be. Um, I just want to point this out. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I changed the font of the show notes to Ubuntu because, I mean, it has to be a crime not to use the Ubuntu font on a show notes about Linux. I'm just saying. All right, so that is it for us this time. We'll be back in two weeks. We're signing out. See you later. Okay, goodbye. Life. <laughs>